Welcome to the Buy Box Bandits podcast. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Buy Box Bandits podcast brought to you by All Out Amazon and Flips for Miles. If you're not yet following us on socials, consider doing that. Right today, we're joined by Paolo Sells, who is a seven-figure part-time seller with OA and Wholesale. Rockstar, I've been able to see come up the past couple of years and such hang out. And I believe it was ASD and Amazon United, right, that we hung out at? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Right. So Massachusetts native, um, excited to jump into, you know, your story, man, but you know, just want to start off. You want to give us the full run in on, you know, who you are and what really made you want to get into selling on Amazon, some of the origin story. Yeah. Thanks for asking. I think it comes down to really time freedom mixed with location freedom. My wife and I love to travel and now we have a family and we just love enjoying the world. So Amazon was one of the opportunities for that. And we just took the jump and been, have been doing it for a few years now. What was the process? So obviously you got exposed, right? You you saw a video, you saw, was it Miles' video up front? I saw a lot of people's, well, Miles and, and Warner for OA, oh, yes. Oh, cool. okay. Sweet. So there's a ton of people that are going to listen to this episode, right? Before we get into anything tactical that aren't making that jump, haven't made the jump yet, they're sitting on the sidelines. So what do you think was in you to jump off the cliff and like get engraved in the community and start doing this thing? Yeah, at, at the beginning, it felt really weird and and definitely uncomfortable but that's part of growing right so it's just things i've never done before and i've tried many businesses in the past and they failed but i know ultimately that if i don't do something about my situation you know basically be an entrepreneur in some way i'm not going to get where i want i just i knew i need to take the action and i think it just came to the point of like hey what do i have to lose you know i'm i'm not going to put all my eggs in one basket but i'm going to try and try again and keep trying and uh and i'm fighting for that time freedom so uh, I really want to spend more time with my family and, and just do stuff that I want. I want to live intentionally in this life. So just do things that I am passionate about, not be stuck somewhere for 40 years and who can fire me at any time. Right. So I don't want to be under that uh, type of life anymore. What were the other businesses you tried prior to FBA as well? I tried to do a, a vending machine business. I, I was doing door-to-door sales with alarms. Uh, I tried to do uh, be a mechanic, like uh, you oh, call yeah, me. I'll go to the house. Way easier than all of that. Yeah, yeah, seriously. And so what did the early days on Amazon look like? And just for context for the viewers, uh, when specifically was that to you that you were like, okay, I found it. Okay, these guys probably aren't liars. I'm going to try it. I'm getting not just talking heads on the internet. Out. Holy crap, this works really well. That's it. You know, Miles, I'm glad he brought that up because there are people just like that trying to sell you something. Hey, this is easy. This is don't do this, do that, you know, and and I get it. I get what they're trying to do. So I started with private label in 2021. I bought a course, paid a good, good amount of money for that, but I really didn't for like nine months i still have it i'm looking at it right now it's a good way to remember <laughs> graveyard where i started yeah my graveyard it's practical but anyway it's not profitable right and then that before i even put the product on amazon because it it took so long to get it was already failing which is the sad thing about private label right so come another few more weeks i see a video from you miles possibly warner first and there was the roadmap. I was like, what do I have to lose? You know what I mean? I talked to my wife. I'm like, I want to do this. I'm not, I'm not going to let you down. And she's like, yeah, okay, I trust you. Boom, I, I bought the, the roadmap. And it's been like amazing ever since. It's, it's definitely hard work. You got to put effort, but you almost get instantaneous compared to private label. Within two weeks, you get results. So well, the that's cool the amazing is, beauty like, of it. Yeah, well, the barrier of entry is so low. Right. Of course, to really scale this to like zero to 10K profit, there's a lot that goes into it. 
But if we're just simply talking about validating the concept, validating the model, that can be done with $100 in a couple hours of time, less than $100, really. Um, so that barrier of entry is, is very, very low. And so do you remember the very first product that you sold successfully, profitably? I, it was a mix. I don't know if which one exactly it was because it was like three products at the same time. It was either, I can't believe it's butter spray or it was um, uh, this chocolate, chewable chocolate. You guys who I, started post COVID are so spoiled, man. Going straight into arbitrage and stuff. And that the you know no scanning books, none of that. Like we had to do back in the in the pre ungating era, right? If you're listening to this and you started to pass 2020, you live in the era where ungating is easy, it's doable. There's auto ungates left and right. You can get ungated from any big websites. You guys are very lucky as well. And so, right, that was early 2022, 2022, getting into that. When did you really start to click? And like, what were some of the inflection points that were really big? Because what I think is the most important point in anyone's Amazon journey is that first time they sell like 50 of one thing in one day and they're like, holy crap. And then you realize the sales rank on that item is only 9,000 and there's 8,909 products better than that <laughs> just in that category. No, the butter did really well. I was doing basically it was RA. I didn't know it was called RA. I found it through uh, DoorDash. It was just like mispriced on DoorDash, so I got it for real cheap. And then I went around buying it. But I sold like twenty or thirty units in a day, and I was like, I can't keep this stuff in stock, you know. So that was one of the points. And then my that I was like, okay, this is this is moving quick. The next point was. Where's the capital, right? So can I get a credit card? Can I look into a 401k that I have? Where can I pull this money to keep putting money into the business? So and within like a few weeks, I already knew that this was a good way to go about business, right? And then uh, the other inflection point was just reaching out to, to brands and distributors from the beginning. I just didn't know what I was doing. I was like, let me just call them and see what's up. And uh, I was but even that alone orders. takes people months to build up the courage. Oh, bro, years for some people, yeah. I just jumped into it. I was like, what, what do I have to lose? They'll say no and then move on, you know? And it worked. My first phone call, the lady's like, yeah, I'll give you a discount. Okay, yeah, you can buy 30 units. I was like, okay, great. Maybe yes, sir. Winners win, man. So at that point, I was just like, okay, I just need more money. You know, I had enough products. So that's one problem, right? A lack of products. And then the next problem is lack of money. And then you just back and forth. Sure. And then what's your background professionally? Because obviously a lot of people who listen to this are in a similar spot to where you were a couple of years ago, right? You know, I got a job, I'm looking for time freedom, get some of this other stuff. But what, what's your background professionally? And do you think it's translated at all? Miles, I don't tell a lot of people about this, but I think over the years it's helped, but I never graduated high school. I dropped out twice. And then I dropped out of college once I got my GED. Damn, that's more than why or, or no, why or no, Wi-Fi's got you beat. He's the two-time college dropout. The high the high school thing he doesn't have you beat, unfortunately. Three total dropouts. That's impressive though. That is that that does beat Wi-Fi. Yeah, right you don't day. see that every day. <laughs> no. And then I was working for my dad. Um he he was he's an entrepreneur. He has his own business. I did that. I worked for him and I worked hard for him, but it it just I was trading hours for dollars, and that's and eventually you just know that there's a cap there. You're just not going to get more money. So I went back to school and I went for engineering. So I'm an engineer and I have, that's my background, right? Math and things like that. But you don't need, I don't need my degree to do this. You know, you need arithmetic. You need to understand some math, but you really got to understand business. But while, while you're building this business from the beginning, you're also build, building the businessman or woman. You're building the skills, you're honing the skills, the networking, all this stuff matters. Maybe not in one day, but 
give yourself 12 months you don't you never know where you'll be so this yeah, those are the skills necessary yeah you gotta clip that too bro you gotta clip you might need yeah you gotta hit an ig i saw you're hitting the ig story video earlier today too yeah that that's definitely a good a good talking point as well and it's cool seeing people evolve man over time like seeing people you know because the more you do, the more you realize you can do, right? For the person that's never sold a product on Amazon, you can't imagine selling 50 or something in one day, man. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? You know, you know, an average listing, a 70K rank type of product, you, know, you, you maybe happily sell 20, 30, 40, 50 a month, right? But then you got that one thing, you know, a Walmart bolo or whatever, right? That pumps, so you can move 50 up in a day. And the beautiful thing you were talking about, the capped on the earnings, right? In reason, it takes just as much effort to buy a hundred or something as it does to buy 10 of it in reason, right? Mm -hmm. But one produces 10 X the output, but you need the capital, the skill and the confidence to locate that product, the confidence to go ahead and buy it, and the capital to buy it as well. And you build that over time. Right. And then I'm sure like, what's the biggest purge sort of you, you've ever placed. I'm sure it's probably like, you know, bigger than what you did your first four months combined or something like that. I've seen what, like yeah. an 80,000 one go down. Combined, yes, but it, it it's usually like around thirty to forty now. Exactly, like that's right? that's what I try to hit. But it's there's plenty. There's ten thousand, twenty thousand, dude. It's and just... it's just crazy thinking about how just through a couple of years you can really evolve like as a person and stuff. And the cool thing is, right? It's like you don't notice it in over time, but it's like all these little inputs day over day and everything. And then just for context, as we're digging into more of this, what does the current operation look like in terms of like, okay, prep centers split of OA and wholesale. I don't even know if you're doing OA still like, like fill us in on that. Yeah. So it's the focus is whole is wholesale, whether it's brand director, distributor, it's both. I have a VA. So she supports me with admin and, and sourcing, uh, for prep centers, I have, I use right now, it's going to be my fifth one. It's just location based. You know, I don't have a, t a, des a designated volume for each one. I just use whatever is closer because it reduces my costs. And I do some prep work in the back, very minimal. Because this is my sourcing slash my office, right? My basement. So <laughs> still, yeah, still wow. doing it here. I love this. This is a good reminder of like where I started, where I've been and course, where man. I want to go. And for the most part, yeah, you know, I use two monitors, new computer, and just make sure I'm focused when I'm working. Yeah, you post up with the boys. I know, I know you got a good gang. Yeah, I know you got a good Most gang. people would be surprised that Miles runs his operation just on a laptop. No you, no mouse, no literally, screen. Yeah, yeah, literally, all, all that. Everyone always tells me that. And it's crazy, too, because for you guys watching on YouTube, Garrett's office looks massive in the, in the picture compared to, like, I'm pretty sure there's, like, two feet behind him, and it looks like there's, like, six. And <laughs> right? You know, you just get after it on stuff. How does the virtual assistant play in things? Like you said, admin, that's something, especially in the new year, a lot of people are looking to delegate. So mm -hmm. what on the admin side of things does the virtual assistant help with? First and foremost with her, I I, I hired her for her attitude because I, I need a person that's trainable, a person that's willing to listen. And then I train her for the rest. So at first, I she's trained for OA sourcing. So she gets in the reps, learns Keepa, learns Amazon IPs, you know what I mean? Red flags, right? Reasons not to buy products. And that's due to me training her. You know, if she's doing a bad job, it's because I didn't do a good enough job to train her. And now I'm starting to put more to administration tasks of like uh, making sure the, the prices on the cogs match what's in my inventory lab. Uh, she does some um, looking back on some earlier products, I'm going to st start giving her some email duties so she can go through my email because I get, you know, a hundred emails a day and that takes time away from what's more important for me, which is my sourcing yeah. and networking. So 
she, that's where she is now. I've had her for four months, but I plan a lot more work to go towards her and she's excited for it. I think a lot of people struggle with that VA piece, whether they hire someone um, and they don't really train or train them successfully, or they just kind of struggle with that relationship. So what were the things that were, that kind of like allowed you to flourish that relationship, to develop that relationship into a productive employee, right? Was it the back and forth loom videos or the communication or like, how did you manage that in the beginning, middle and currently now to kind of really squeeze everything you can out of that? Yeah, so I gave her as, as many tools as I could. I used Loom to show her what to do, and then I asked her to do it, and then I saw the result. You know, uh, I I haven't asked her to to record herself working and things like that. So I have some flexibility, but I I, you know, if her output reduces. She'll tell me, "Hey, Paul, at least today, you know, January kind of sucked." I'm like, "Okay, that's fine. I understand. That's very normal in our business." But the other thing that I think I did differently than other people is that uh, as an entrepreneur, you, you need to have a vision of where you're going. And I shared my vision with her. So she knows that with more responsibilities means more opportunity. It means uh, it's going to get more difficult, but she's going to be rewarded with maybe better vacation, definitely more pay. And uh, she's excited for that. She, she's willing to take on the challenge. So like I said, I hired for attitude and it makes all the difference. So that, I think having giving her the vi my vision and making sure she's happy with that vision as well was was a big uh, milestone for that. You did you did you shared an interesting point and you, you talked about sharing your vision like your goals for the business what you're striving to do and I think that's also a lot of uh, another piece that people miscalculate, right? Misconstrue. It's kind of like that KPI conversation with their VAs, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's tracking the quantity of leads rather than the quality, right? It's tracking the quantity rather than the profit generated. And so for you in that kind of relationship, what are some of the KPIs that you hold her accountable to? Do you have any like maybe bonus um, like profit share or something like that in terms of like the things she finds? Like, how does that work for you guys? Yeah, there's no profit sharing right now. Right now, I told her that the goal is to, to basically 5x her pay. That's kind of like the goal that she's responsible for, you know, and let's say she's about 450 a month, right, which is pretty normal. I just keep track of her, her well, my spend is important, right? If I'm not spending on her leads, right? But her leads are good. And then I track her through the SKU. I just put her name in my yes, SKU. And yes, I can search I've been talking about that a lot. It's huge. It's, it's probably the easiest way. It's the quickest way to, to look it up and things like that. And, you know, like I said, if I trained her well in the beginning, she's going to be profitable, right? Because I was. And if I look at her SKUs, they get better and better every time. The ROI is improving, but also the buyability, how easy it is to buy yes. is getting better. So, Talk about that though, because that that's that's incredibly important in the scaling process with LA. Yeah. You know, I've heard it this from other people, uh, Tom, Tom and Thomas, if you guys are aware of them. Oh, legends, uh, of course. Legends, yeah. Uh, don't buy from where people want your money is the simplest way. So you need to find the websites through sourcing, through your the whole process that they're not going to cancel your orders. You could put larger orders or you find a system that they're not going to cancel, right? Maybe it's two, four orders a day or you got to wait for a confirmation email. You just got to understand understand the systems and, and mm -hmm. how they facilitate buying. And that takes time. That takes trial and error. But once it starts clicking, then, you know, one one lead can really like double your business sometimes depending where you are. Dude, and literally, in fact, probably, probably about 10% of the leads make up a good, good portion of it too. And honestly, it's probably close to like 80, 90% in terms of your overall progress because of how much a good lead can open you up to more stuff. 
right as well is very, very important too. And that point about like identifying the sites that want your money, there's a couple ways to go about doing that, right? You can put in a ton of work on your own. And then what's also helpful is being in the trenches with other sellers too, which I know you've done a fantastic job and then we'll talk a a little bit about that. I just wanted to bring up a quick point in terms of the culture fit you were talking about with the VAs. Like as such a good indicator with any good VA I've had was like, they'll hit me back on onlinejobs.ph like on the post and I'll be like, all right, like you want to get on Zoom like now? And if, if they're down to get on Zoom, it's always such a green flag that they're like, they're like ready to roll and everything too. That's also people too though. Because that's how oh, our relationships yeah, are yeah, in the world right? beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, absolutely, right? And then so in terms of like, I know you're obviously cooking with OA. When when did you actually start doing wholesale stuff? And what did that look like in terms of the initial process? Because a lot of people want to make that jump. Yeah, so for me, wholesale, I, I didn't know it was called wholesale. But that was probably like four months into my OA journey in, in the end of 2022. And I just didn't know what it was. I was just making those calls, right? So ever since then, I just kind of like jumped before between them, you know, when I have a wholesale, wholesale uh, leads, I'm buying as much as I can really. And then went back to OA when I don't have enough leads because wholesale could be a little bit slower, could be depending on who you're buying from or opportunities, et cetera. But I just flip flop in between them, you know, but right now it's, it's like 75%, 80% wholesale. And is the that, rest is OA. That's- more so based on just like the depth of purchase, like the volume that you're acquiring, not necessarily like the quantity. Yeah, I go by the cost of goods. You know, my right. I, I'm my goal is ninety thousand dollars a month spend, hundred k spend. So I go by that. Sure, and I like that type of goal on especially on a monthly basis because it doesn't constrict you to buy stuff every day, but it gives you an attainable input that like you have complete control over in regards to the overall health of the business. Right. And then, so you're probably not getting, you know I mean? That level of spend or even close to it just from the one VA. So where's your time going in terms of moving the needle right now? I spend a lot of time networking with other sellers. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, I, don't I, get me, don't get me started here, man. Don't get yeah. me started. Talk to me <laughs> that looks like. You That's see his, a... his ears. They like, they physically perk up when you talk about networking and talking to other sellers. It's it gets insane. It's just you know, I try to give as much value as I can. And it's not just because I want something back in return. That's not the point. I just give value because I don't want you making the same mistake. And like, that's a huge way to talk about a conversation, like to start a conversation with somebody that, hey, this is where I fucked up, you know, don't do the same thing. And, um, and people build trust with you. People start sharing leads, start sharing information. Hey, this is happening on this website. You should go order this amount. So so you could buy it and, or maybe get it. Uh, this is the, the coupon to this website that nobody has. I got it through my email. People just want to share for some reason. They just give, give back to you. And um, well, a lot of times lonely. it comes back no, 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 10 no, no, times more. Degree. Yeah. It's lonely as hell to do this shit on your own. Right. Because you yeah. probably got no one locally to you. There's no formal education, right? The people in your real life probably don't think this works or think it away. Think it's a waste of time, et cetera. You got, you desperately got to find the boys online. You got to find them. Otherwise you'll perpetually have to work way harder, make way more state, make more mistakes on your own and ultimately find less. Sorry to interrupt, but I, it's a good topic here. Absolutely. I agree with you hundred percent. You've always been a proponent miles of uh, just stop posting stuff on your Insta, Twitter, sending people messages, replying to people. And that's the cheat code to like success in a way. Yeah, there's just such an under, like the demand of consumption of stuff around this is massive, right? And from a very selfish perspective, so few people are doing anything about it that all the opportunity just flows to us 
that are giving ourselves a chance here. Like I see, I always watch your stories. Like I see you're doing your thing. It's typically, it, I think you were in the car today, right? Yeah, I was in the car. <laughs> exactly, right? And that's the thing is, you know, Paolo probably has no idea that I watched that, right? But a couple hundred other people probably did too. And he spent no money for that attention, right? And so it's just, it's kind of ironic that like you can put in this initial work and then all the, like you get all the leverage back to yourself. It's very like selfish and unselfish thing at the same time. So what does that like look like? Cause obviously you're documenting on Instagram, right? But um, just kind of elaborate on that further because that is far and away as we, we would all agree is the biggest cheat code to success with this stuff. Mm-hmm. So for, for social, for networking, I like using Discord a lot. I think it's one of the easiest ways to connect with this group of people. And then um, to be honest with you, what was the question? Oh <laughs> yeah. Was- like just, just kind of what it, what it looks like, right? Like I see you're always in the voice chats and such, but okay. Cause one thing, a lot of people that haven't just posted shit for like three months, they try to make it really formal. Okay. X, Y, Z person's going to add this. You got to post one lead a day. If you don't, you're kicked out. That's someone with a scarcity mindset thinks, not someone who has an abundance of people flowing to them, right? So what it, what is your kind of systems or just what is your environment with the boys look like? With the boys, we honestly, we do talk about Amazon, but we talk about life. We talk about whatever topic is out there. Crypto, right? is kind of like on fire right now. So people talk about that. Uh, we talk about upcoming shows. We talk about uh, where we started, our own stories. People sh- like to share about where they've been and, and their goals within this industry. So we talk about everything, you know what I mean? Um, some people like bodybuilding. I used to be into that. I have a family now. We talk about that sometimes. So it's really, it's really informal. And sometimes you, you won't click with people and that's okay. You'll know. That's fine. No, no, there's no harm there. Uh, just you'll, you'll find your pack. It just yeah, takes a well, little bit you of time. Got, if you give yourself a chance to, which comes from public existence over a long time frame, right? Yeah. A couple Instagram DMs with a private profile with six posts ain't going to do anything, right? You, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you, you see it play out over time by existing and such and everything and just all the opportunity flows to the people that are giving themselves a chance and giving themselves a biggest surface area of luck to capture as well. One of the things you got to be careful with, and I, I think it's very common with people, is what if it doesn't work? It's that inner voice of like afraid to fail type of thing. And it's really not failing. It's just, you it didn't work out. It didn't fail. And you got to keep posting stories that maybe resonate with people. Like my, most of my posts, my stories, some people may get value out of it, but there's some stories people like love it. They send me DMs like, this is fantastic. This like, is great, Paulo. Thank you so much. Yeah, what's it again? Uh, like recently I put out like, hey, if you want to check out a wholesaler's website, go to this website to check how old it is tons of good feedback and i and i thought it was very simple like well i mean we need we need the sauce though what what give give us the sauce though how how can we check that oh i i don't know the exact website because it's a long but basically you google um search how old the website is and i think it's dnschecker.com or something like that and you just put it click in the website and it'll tell you when it was registered and if it's registered six months i would know Oh, facts, bro. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So that's basically to gauge the legitimacy of a wholesaler. To some extent, I think that's kind of like an easy way to see if this is a bullshitter because there's a lot of fake websites out there. And that's just kind of like the bullshit meter. You know what I mean? Should I look deeper or, you know, 16 years old website? Okay. Let me, let me see if they have a Google maps and let me give them a call. if They pick up, you know what I mean? So we just got out of Q4, right? We're filming this in early February. Being that you're mainly wholesale now, was Q4 a big increase or was it just kind of same old, same old like it is for some wholesalers? 
for me, the products that I had, no bolo products, it was more of the same old. And I was last year, I went crazy with FPM because that's where the money was, right? Things were out of stock, prices jumped. But this year with my, my daughter and my wife, I really wanted to spend time with them. I wanted to spend Christmas with them. And so that, you know, for me, I was happy with that because I'm still making money and it's, I still, and I bought my time back, which was the whole point of it anyway. Let me just enjoy this time because that's what matters most for me right now. But if I wanted to cook, we could be cooking. Well, (laughs) but that's the thing. You have the skill now where you can turn the switch on and going hard with it in 2022 gave you the ability. It raised your conscious around what was possible. So that another year in the game, your output per hour is so much higher now where you don't have to do a bunch of hustling with that FBM stuff. But if you're listening to this and you haven't gone ahead and had that first 50, 80, 100K rev, 10, 20K profit month, you better have that calendar marked for December 1st, 2024. I need you right there. I need you fighting for the living room, right? The bedroom's already full of product. You better have all the FBM supplies right now. We're going to have you guys prepared for that, but I'm just giving you a preview of what's to come if you're listening to this. Absolutely. Yeah. It does. It, you don't have the space in the house for all the stuff. Oh, you and really you don't. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Cause you, like you're saying, man, growth, growth comes from being uncomfortable yeah. and everything. And then, so in terms of like, okay, the person who just had that big Q4 with OA, they did a bunch of FBM. They're $10,000 richer. And six months ago, they had never made more than 4K in a month, right? Stuff like that, right? What's those first steps to get those first couple wholesale accounts open for the people who really want to really want to scale? One, don't forget where you made your money. If OA is working, keep doing OA, right? Don't, that's like stopping your business. I would definitely keep it going, right? But try to make it more efficient. But also when you di- want to reach out to distributors, it's really more ideal to go into an area category that you like and enjoy. So you kind of focus on one thing and that gives you a couple of very powerful tools. One, you probably know more about that than the typical person. And two, uh, you end up learning about the industry in general. You, you know who the players end up being, you know what the product should be selling for, you know your margins in those products. So n- having that uh, information because of OA primarily, you'll you'll go further you know that if the prices are making sense you know if you can negotiate a little bit more right things like that because if you really go too wide in the beginning uh each category is different uh who they sell to these wholesalers and things like that and you'll learn that through your process so if you could just niche down in one category i think that's a very powerful way to start what also just helps with the outreach right your conversion goes up because you know what you're looking for and then you can yeah. start to b- bounce the brands off each other, bounce the companies off each other. Oh, I bought this product. I bought a thousand of these last month at this price. Can you offer a competitive rate? If so, we probably can at 2x, 3x, 4x that quantity, right? Again, it's all about positioning, right? So that proves that you've been doing it, proves that you know what you're talking about, proves, proves you're very direct with what you're looking for. And that's mm-hmm. all going to appeal for the next outreach, the next company you reach out to, the next sales rep. Absolutely. You're your confidence, right? Talking yeah. to this, it's huge. The body language, your tone of voice, it all comes through with that, right? N- niching down and knowing that business. So uh, that's something you build over time, but that's the fastest way to build it too. Yeah. And then what are you telling as we finish up here? What are you telling your younger self or your earlier Amazon self or the novice Amazon star that just hits you up in the DMs and says, hey, I'm getting going. What are some of your top tips? What mistakes should I be avoiding? That kind of stuff. One of the things I tell myself is like, I can do it because there's, there's, I don't want to say dumber per se, but there's oh, people. No, that no, I, it's true though. Especially after hearing you yeah. on a 
<laughs> for most people out there, it's also true as well. It's just, you know, there's dumber people making more money than you. And the only difference really they take an action. And then, so I would tell myself that too. And um, what's the other thing I would tell myself? There are definitely low days too. There are days that you're like, you, you, you're like, oh man, why did I do that? Or why did I make this purchase? Like you lose some money in some products. It's not, you know, and not every product is a winner, right? But just know that those tougher days, the days that things don't work out or you lose a product or lose an account, there will be other opportunities coming your way. Just keep going. So those are the yeah, two things that are huge for me. It's like your first six, eight months of Amazon. I don't think any other endeavor is going to make you feel so rich some days and then so poor a week later, right? It's like the ups yeah. and downs are crazy. Then you get hit with a brand authenticity or a brand re review and then you're like scrambling. <laughs> yes, 100% true. You know, that, that's, but that's true in any business. You know, my father was an entrepreneur. He still is ups and downs all the time. And he's just like, well, all right, let's, let's start the grilling, keep grilling some food and have some time because he knows it's just another thing he needs to solve. So uh, I'm really grateful for my dad for teaching me that, that, you know, just keep going forward. So, yeah. Paolo, where can people follow up with you on social media and discord? On Instagram, you can find me at paolo.sells. And on Twitter, it's Paulu underscore cells. And on Discord, it's Paulu.cells as well. So cool. I'm all over the yeah. place. Yeah, yeah. Okay, check the man out right there. Really, really appreciate it. I'm glad to know you. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Thank you.